Hi, everybody. How's it going? I'm J.F. Hicks and want to welcome you to another episode of the Sports Creatives Podcast. This is where I sit down with the top sports creatives and thought leaders to unpack actionable tips and gold to help you live your very best life and career. My guest today is John Brewer. Yes, John is the Assistant Athletic Director of Marketing and Sales at the University of Oregon Athletics. Wow, what a creative organization. This isn't John's first rodeo. He served as Associate Athletic Director of Marketing at Wichita State and served at New Mexico State as marketing manager before that. This is a very special podcast. As I hit the road to discuss with John how Oregon Athletics uses creativity to manage and grow the organization, Oregon's tradition and innovation, and how Phil Knight founding Nike with his Oregon track coach still affects the organization from marketing, communications, facilities, and the student athlete experience to this very day. With that, I'll get out the way. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me, Jay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, this is actually the first mobile podcast interview that I've done. We're here. Obviously, people can't see this because it's an audio recording, but we're here at the University of Oregon and just really excited uh, that I called that I called you and you said, yeah, come on over. We can do this. Well, we're excited to uh, to be a part of your first mobile podcast. And as always, we're trying to innovate here at Oregon. So we appreciate you bringing your innovation to us. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you and I were talking about is uh, what what I when I called you, I said, hey, I wanted to talk about how or you know, Oregon's unique strategy of using creativity as a way of managing and growing the organization. You know, everyone knows about your flashy uniforms um, and they know about your graphics and they know about your video. Um, but as I've walked around, it's 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 clear that creativity is like in the DNA of this organization. So wanted to talk about how you guys use creativity to manage and grow your business. Um, how is creativity woven into the uh, the fabric of this organization, the culture and the identity? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, Jay, here at Oregon, our, we say that our tradition is innovation, which is to say that not sure we have a lot of tradition uh, as we continue to try to innovate what we're doing. And it goes back a long way. University of Oregon has somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit to it. A good example of that is, is Mr. Knight, uh, right. Phil Knight with, with Nike, who founded Nike and uh, ran track here for us. And his coach, Bill Bowerman, who, who invented the waffle, sold shoe, and, and thus Nike. Um, so that, that's the beginning. And, and as we continue to become more and more ingrained with, with our friends at Nike, we're continuing to try to innovate and be creative the way they are in Beaverton. And that bleeds into everything we do from an external output standpoint with our marketing, our communications, but also what you see in our facilities, in our student athlete experience. As much as we can innovate, as much as we can create something new and be on the forefront, the cutting edge, um, push the envelope, as they say, uh, that's the spirit of Oregon. And it's clear when you walk around, you know, it's so funny. I've been to a lot of facilities and you and I were talking about this, but it's like you look around and you see like something in the corner and you're like, wow, what is that? And it's like a mural made out of uh, the one outside that has the ducks and it's actually football players. And I mean, it's clear that that it's a part of the process. Can you talk about a time where the University of Oregon Athletics has used creativity to solve a problem? Yeah, there, there are a couple of examples, Jay. I can give you one that that is actually probably a, a little comedic. We have we had uh, issues with uh, dehydration on the field. Okay. And we couldn't really figure out what was going on. And what we figured out was our athletes weren't hydrating 
because they didn't have an option to use the restroom during the game. So we kicked this around and obviously we involved some people at Nike and uh, what they came up with was, admittedly it's kind of funny, a, a urination station. But what it is, is it's a pop-up tent that we bring out on the field with us to for our players to use the restroom for, after hydrating uh, during the game. So wow. they don't have to go into the locker room and miss plays and so on and so forth. Wow. It still pri- it creates privacy. So that's a good example of, of how we attack pretty much everything is every every problem has a solution. Um, let's let's be creative and figure that out. So speaking more to kind of the business of sports, we can't just rely on, you know what, let's build a new stadium and they'll come. Right. Um, let's lower prices and people will buy. Right. It's not that simple. So we've tried to create some innovative ticket plans that are going to reach different market segments as we all in college football continue to to struggle to sell tickets, we found innovative ways to reach different markets, different segments. Uh, we've created a, w- what we call the, the Empire Ticket. What it is is basically a lo- young alumni ticket that's priced appropriately for 18 to 30 year olds. Wow. Also, starts it has a donation requirement to it, a, a lower donation requirement, but it's conditioning people to, to give. Um, we have a mobile ticket. So different options to try to create the, those new audiences for our football, which again, everybody's struggling to sell football tickets right now. So that's another opportunity where we pulled in the right people, and it wasn't just marketing people. Sure. It was people from all around the organization, people at Nike, um, to, to create ideas that are going to attack a problem for us. And again, it comes back to creativity, which is what you're focused on. Oh, yeah. One of the things that we want to talk about is just using creativity in different ways, because I think sometimes uh, people take creativity and they only think about a logo or a graphic or, you know, different ways to recruit. And and what we're talking about today is how you're using it to solve simple. I shouldn't say simple because they're not simple, but everyday problems or everyday issues that you're seeing. Um, So to that end, it couldn't have led better to my next question. You know, like I said, walking around, um, you guys are, are telling your story. It's not just a place where it's for recruiting. It seems like a place that, that people kind of inspired to come to work every day. And so one of the things I, it, it seems like is that deep thought has gone into all the things that we're talking about, which is uh, the design and where you place things and how people work together. Can you talk about that process? Because we know sometimes when we bring a lot of people together, it actually can complicate things. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're right. I think what what we strive for here, in addition to obviously the form, okay, in addition to the flash and the beauty of what we have, right. is function. Yeah. And and so that's something that's taken into account with everything we do as you walk through our facilities. How do student athletes operate? What makes them tick? And okay, now th- there's there's a problem there. Let's go solve it. Okay. This is how they eat. This is what they need um, for those student athletes who live across the river, guess what? You want to take a nap? We have sleep pods here on this side of the river. <laughs> I don't know if that'd um, be good for me, John. No, it's not good for any staff members. <laughs> we know they're down there, so right. that's a solution to our problems as well. So again, there's there's function to what we're doing, um, and it comes back to, as the previous question, how are we going to solve the problems that we have? Yeah. And and of course, the student-athlete experience is at, the, is at the heart of it, but there are ways to do it in a creative manner that you can still have your flash, but it's going to it's going to have a lot of function as well. Can you talk a, a little bit about the relationship with Nike and other partners that you have? And what does that allow you to do as an athletic department? Yeah, it's I'll tell you, Jay, it's what really separates Oregon as much as it, it has separated itself. It goes back to, again, Mr. Knight ran track here right. and, and Coach Bowerman, who he didn't want to be called coach, but 
Uh, Bill Bowerman, who was Phil's coach, uh, was uh, another founding partner in Nike. But, you know, in Beaverton, there are a lot of ducks up in Beaverton. Right. And, and if you've heard of Tinker Hatfield, who's uh, one of the founders of the Jordan brand, right. uh, he, he's a, a big duck. He was a pole vaulter here. So the history of Nike is ingrained in Oregon, or maybe it's the history of Oregon is ingrained in Nike. I hadn't thought about but, it that way. Right. But because of that, there, like I mentioned, there are a lot of ducks up in Beaverton. We're constantly down here at Oregon doing our best to impress them up there. And, and, and at the same time, they're big fans of ours too. So it's a constant playoff one of another and play together to, to develop the most creative and innovative methods and functions that you can in student-athlete experience and competitiveness in external outputs in terms of whether it's social or communication or whatever it may be. We're working with them. We're tapped in tightly, obviously, again, Mr. Knight being an alum and, and also a fan right. of the Ducks, which is exciting. But we also work with, with some of the top designers in shoes, in uniforms, in apparel. And, and it's not just, again, it's not just what they look like, but how do they function for our athletes? Right. Are there cooling systems within them to, to help there? That kind of thing. And then we're tapped in with the Global Innovation Group, which that's the group that's creating, using technology to, to create again, function in uh, athlete apparel, athlete shoes, and so on and so forth. So is that group that you're describing, is that internal to the University of Oregon or is that at Nike? That's at Nike. Okay. Yeah. So us having access to that group just can further drives what we're able to do here. Um, they're, they're there to help us with, with our branding, but keep in mind, part of our brand is our facility, right. is our uniform, is our style of play. So Nike is consulting with our coaches meet with Nike people, with people within the global innovation group. And that's not just to talk about, can I get a shoe? Can I get a uniform? It sometimes is to talk about coaching philosophies. Right. So to have access to that group in Beaverton, it really is what makes Oregon, Oregon in terms of our athletics department. Um, and then of course, Nike's very involved on campus as well in education. Mr. Knight gave a very large gift for an innovation campus that is gonna break ground here real soon so on and so forth, involved in the law school and other places. So, yeah, it's there's a reason people refer to it as University of Nike. We're not. We're obviously Oregon, but right. uh, we are fortunate to have that relationship. You know, one of the things I was surprised even before I came to this interview, uh, while I was waiting for you, I was looking around and and it has your history and, and the timeline. And one of the things that I saw was that di the Walt Disney designed one of the duck uh, logos can you right. talk about that i didn't know about it before yeah. i came here yeah so uh, again probably more on a high level i don't know every detail of it but sure. there was a relationship between disney and, and oregon so oregon had kind of exclusive usage of of uh, essentially donald duck and obviously there's the tie there between the character and the, the mascot right so there was a logo that was created that essentially looks like donald jumping through an O and it comes back to a relationship that was created created out of probably creativity and entrepreneurship between Disney and, and the University of Oregon. Yeah, no, that's exciting. And you know, one of the things that's so interesting and you and I were talking about this earlier uh, in the week is like, I look at your marketing, I look at your digital and social platforms and your press releases. And it seems like there's an intentional decision was made to be different, right? Um, what is the philosophy when interacting with your fans and your community members or even improving the student athlete experience in, in terms of using creativity in that process? Yeah, that's a good question, Jay. We, you know, we strive to stand out, um, and there's a reason for that. It's not just we want to be different, but how are people consuming 
your output right now, whether it's a, a press release or a, a social media post or whatever you, you're doing, are people consuming it? And we take a lot of pride in focusing on that consumer behavior. So in a typical press release, we're going to try to make sure that it's, you know, the old dragnet, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Let's make sure we're just putting in what needs to be there and not adding fluff. We're trying our hardest, I think, to really capture the fringe fan and, and not just the fringe fan, but the fringe bystander. If, if you're curious about something involving Oregon, what will capture your attention? The diehards are going to pay attention to whatever you do. If right. you put a, a three-minute video on social media, diehard will watch every second and critique every second. Right. But the fringe fan isn't going to watch three minutes of, of highlights. Sure. The fringe fan wants 15 seconds. Um, the fringe fan wants to know what happened and what's next. And that's kind of how we will attack, for instance, our, our, our game recaps. Rather than posting, well, this is what happened in the 13th minute and this is what happened in the 15th minute, um, we really just talk about here's what happened, two to 300 words. Any other notes that need to, uh, that, that are, would be interesting to a fan or to a stakeholder. Uh, and then what's happening next? When is the next game? And who are we playing? And um, is there a, a promotion involved, a bobblehead giveaway, what have you? So again, our, our game recaps look much different than others, much shorter. And, and again, we think we have an idea of what that, con that consumer is going to consume. So that's our, our approach to it. And again, part of it is is just trying to stay out of the white noise that right. is communication right now. Yeah. So can, can you talk about uh, the two to 300 words? That kind of jumped out to me because mm -hmm. I, obviously that's, that's micro content. I mean, was there a specific thought process, do you think? Because I'm thinking two to 300 words is probably about a maybe a text message between people. Yeah. So again, just going back to um, how did it happen? Okay, the Ducks won the game. How did they win the right. game? And it wasn't because we out-rebounded our opponents by two and we didn't turn the ball over and we outscored them, obviously. It's right. not that. Right. It's one player got hot and led us to a win. And that's what happened. Peyton Pritchard had 13 assists, a career high. That's what you need to know about this game. And so, again, we've tried to keep it to a minimum, right. just the facts, um, so that hopefully our fans will consume and appreciate, almost like water cooler talk. When you go in the morning and you're getting your, your cup of coffee, what are you talking about what happened last night? It's the, the kind of the age-old model of Sports Center. Right. It's just the highlights. Right. Rather than re-showing the game, right. we're just going to talk about the highlights. Um, and again, we feel like fans will consume that a little more. Yeah. One of the things that I usually start the podcast off with, but but I want to talk about this. I always ask creative people because we've been talking, uh, you know, and, and I've been on this journey with the podcast. I've, it's, it's also I've learned that everybody has creativity and people use it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of work in this digital space where people have a lot of hyphens, right? They do a lot of different things. They're a storyteller, they're a salesperson, they're a PR person, they're a podcaster, might be a blogger. Right. Uh, and so I always feel like self-identification is huge, like how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a dinner party here or maybe you're 90 uh, miles down the road in uh, Beaverton, uh, how do you describe yourself when people say, John, what do you do? Wow, that's a great question. Um, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm on a job interview. Um, <laughs> no, no. No, you, you know what, Jay? Um, I, I'm a marketer. I'm a marketer and, and I, I'm a student. I'm a student of, of this game that we're in. I'm a student of creativity. I'm a student of innovation. And my charge is absolutely revenue generation. My charge is branding right. um, and, and, and trying to maintain and continue to enhance the brand of Oregon. But at the end of it, 
I, I'm here, I serve at the pleasure of Oregon and, and, and that is to help market. I have a philosophy, Jay, that everybody is a marketing director. I, I think our equipment staff are marketing directors, our coaches are marketing directors, our athletics director is a marketing director because everything we do is marketing. Right. Every time you pick up the phone, if you pick it up the wrong way, you just marketed your organization the wrong way. Right. You walk into a restaurant and, or walk out of a restaurant and you, there's dinner mints sitting at the front door where you walk out and you get to pick one of those up. That's one more piece of your brand that you, you provided for your guest or for your consumer. Um, so everything we do is marketing and, and I'd like to think of myself as a marketer, but have interests and, and have charges. Like I said, revenue generation is one, um, digital is another and right. um, a lot of things going on. But yeah, I would refer to myself as a marketer. You know, one of the things that really you were talking about form, you're, you're also talking about, you know, making sure that things like work, right? That, 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 you know, work in a way that it helps with what you're doing. And one of the things that, that kind of surprised me when I came here is to see that pretty much all the coaches, staffs, in one building, right? You go to a lot of campuses today and everybody has their own building, right? And their own facility and it kind of leads to uh, siloing, right? How much thought process went into saying like, okay, we want to make sure that like all these coaches and these staffs are so close to one another and how how much uh, involved is that into the creativity of this place? Yeah. The first part of your question, I would probably defer to to somebody above me, but I can tell you what it what it's like working in this in the environment. It's wonderful. And and I have heard stories of, you know, our basketball staff wants to be over in their arena, which is across the river. Right. Same thing with our tennis staff. And the fact that they're here and we get to see them every day is phenomenal in terms of our productivity and our collaboration. Even football is is in a different building, but it's next door and, and we have access to it twenty four seven. So that helps as well. Because just being able to see your neighbor allows us to to have conversations that if they're in a different building they're somewhere else you can't have that so that piece of it has been has been great um in terms of the strategy behind it i know that our athletics director encourages it wants it to remain as it is but again i can't speak to how he dictates that of course Uh, i can only say that it's a good thing for us in terms of creativity innovation and collaboration we we have i i think uh, of the places i've been jay we work with our coaches. We have a phenomenal group of coaches, and, and we're as close with our coaches from a marketing communication standpoint and a branding standpoint as any department I've ever seen. Um, and part of it is geography. I mean, we're all right here, so that helps. Well, that really brings me to my next question. So sometimes in large organizations, uh, when you have a lot of stakeholders involved in the process, storytelling sometimes gets lost in that process, right? Because everybody kind of wants a little piece of the pie. But one of the things that, that I've noticed physically being here, I've seen it, you know, and, and also the elements that you put out, but it almost seems like you guys do less, but tell like a really powerful story. How do you have the process where clearly some people are winning, right? Yeah. If you have something, some people are losing when we go through a project and everything's not included. How does that happen? That's a great question. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty complex process, complex answer too. It comes back to collaboration. It also comes back to knowing your audience, right. and and so, for I'll use social media as an example because that's a that's an area that has become so fragmented in in this day and age. Right. Um, but you're right, Jay. We we have groups that are that are more successful than others. We know our audience on our main platforms. Are, they want the water cooler talk, right. like we talked about before. Just the facts. Let's hit them with the high points, and then let's hit them with what's cool. 
because that's kind of what our brand is. So it's really cool to to win an academic All-American sure. uh, um, or be nominated or acknowledged as an academic All-American. Is it cool to be third team Pac-12? No, it's not as cool. It is cool, but it's not as cool as being an academic All-American. Okay, so what we'll do is, is if you're third team Pac-12, all Pac-12, you're going to be acknowledged for that, yeah. but it's going to be on a different account than the main account. Gotcha. Um, so what we've done now, going back to the collaboration, is, is we've had that conversation about that strategy mm-hmm. and indicated, once again, going back to kind of the diehards versus the fringe fans. Yeah. Okay, the diehards are really interested in who is third team all Pac-12. Okay, but the fringe fan just wants to know about who is the academic All America. What was the final score? You know, what what are the highlights? So again, that strategy has come back in terms of our social media and in other areas too of how are fans going to consume this? Which what what is your audience? And and then knowing where to place content. Um, so great collaborative process. And you're right. I, I think sometimes there's a little heartburn in there. Why don't I get this? Or why don't I have that? Um, but I think we've managed our expectations to say, hey, those types of things are going to be acknowledged here. And then some, some things are going to be acknowledged right here. Um, and, and I think our coaches, our student athletes, obviously our administration understands that's the strategy. And it's worked for us as we've continued to grow in those areas. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. Right, right. Well, I tell you what, I have to tell you, have absolutely loved our conversation and dialogue about how Oregon goes about taking creativity to not just uh, sell recruiting, not just to sell shirts, but to really create a place where people are inspired to create, to do great work. And sounds like you guys also have innovative partners. Another word that we talked about, you know, that you worked with. But I have to tell you, I really appreciate you open up your doors and, and let me come in. And we have to sit down and talk again because I feel like we could talk all day. Uh, people might not want to hear that. No, I, they may not. But I'll tell you, I feel the same way. I appreciate you coming in. I didn't even get to talk to you and what you're doing at Baylor. But obviously, everybody um, is, is intrigued by what's going on in Waco, too. But um, thanks for having me. This is Excellent conversation. Really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. That about wraps it up. I really appreciate John Brewer, Assistant Athletic Director of Marketing and Sales at the University of Oregon Athletics. Please go check me out at JF Hicks on Twitter. Let's connect.